From LA to the San Francisco Bay, this is the Chain Crew Podcast. We are the voice of California youth football. Visit CAYFA.org to find out more. Now, here's the Chain Crew. Welcome to the Chain Crew Podcast. We are the voice of California youth football. Steve Famiano, along with a full crew today. It's been a while since we've had all three of us together. Joe Rafter along with me and you know who else? It's the infamous one. (laughs) Infamous one. The infamous one, Ron White. How are you guys doing today? Gentlemen, good to be on with you. It's good to see you all, man. Good to see you all. Great stuff. Happy to be here. All right, and that you just heard our guest today who is joining us, and that would be Assemblyman Jim Cooper from Elk Grove. He, of course, is the author of the California Youth Football Act, which is now state law in California. And before we um, ask you some questions, Mr. Cooper, I'm going to let Joe kind of give us a quick summary for those who maybe are not familiar with the California Youth Football Act. Let everybody know what that bill is going to do. And then we'll uh, jump in with Mr. Cooper and ask him a few questions about the uh, the bill. Right on. Thanks, Steve. So, uh, yeah, the California Youth Football Act um, was passed uh, this year, uh, signed into, into law on July 31st by the governor, um, authored by Assemblymember Cooper and sponsored by the California Youth Football Alliance. That was about a, you know, the I'll, I'll say the writing and the actual uh, passing of that bill into law was about a probably close to 12 month activity. Um, the, some of the, the, the key highlights here are um, the, the bill is drawn off of existing state law for tackle football at the high school level, um, uh, first and foremost. Secondly, it includes current best practices that are largely in place across uh, most, if not many, if not all of youth football programs in the state of California. And third, it adds new leading practices like injury tracking and reporting um, for youth tackle football organizations in the state of California. Uh, the, the, the bill passed, this is, this is my favorite part. My favorite part is in a football analogy, we were unscored upon. We shut out our opposition. That's there true. wasn't a, not one vote against our bill. Even the 10 co-authors of the bill to ban youth tackle football that we defeated a year, you know, a year before that, all 10 of those co-authors uh, voted in support of, of our bill. So we, we passed the uh, assembly committee, um, six zero, we passed the assembly floor, uh, 68 zero. We passed the Senate health committee nine zero, and then the Senate floor 39 zero. Um, just a tremendous amount of teamwork and, uh, uh, the law goes into effect, uh, January of 2021. So the first season it will impact is, uh, you know, starts in January of 2021. Thanks for that, Joe. Uh, great, great info. That pretty much got everybody up to speed on exactly uh, what the bill is all about. To be honest with you, we wouldn't have that bill w- without the man who is on the line with us right now, and that is Assemblyman Jim Cooper. How are you today, Mr. Cooper? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Uh, real quick question. How are things in Sacramento right now? For, for us uh, political novices, I think this is kind of a downtime <laughs> for you guys, right? Is it, is it kind of quiet there right now? It is very quiet. We're on break, so most of the members are down in their districts um, doing district events and also campaigning because uh, we have an election in, in March of 2020. So the first question I'm going to ask you, and, and this is probably the most important one, where did you play football at? Cordova High School, Cordova Lancers. As we know, in the 70s and 80s, one of the top teams in the country. 
Now, for those of us who don't know where Cordova is, where is that located? It's in Rancho Cordova, California. It's a suburb of Sacramento. So we had a lot of military kids from the former Mather Air Force Base, and we went to Wishbone, our former coaches from Oklahoma. Wow. And we also had another coach. That's why we did so good, not because of coaching. But if you, if you Google Cordova High School back in the 70s or 80s, they were one of the preeminent softball teams. I'm sorry, not softball, football teams in California and the nation. What position did you play? Defensive end, but I was like six foot three and 185 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I was I was an average athlete. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's okay though. That's all right. There, there's a few average athletes on this call with you, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> <Right>. about <it. laughs> wow! Speak for yourself, sir. There's two uh, of them. There's, yeah, two of them. there's at least two, two that those I don't are. know of. <laughs> okay. Simply McCooper, did they let you touch the ball? I appreciate your DN activity. I'm an offensive guy. Did you get to touch or run the ball on the other side, sir? Never. <laughs> although, although, although I did play in the Pig Bowl here in Sacramento, um, it's the longest running game in the country. They had a football game between the Sacramento Sheriff Department when I worked there and the Sacramento Police Department. Tackle football for almost 50 years now, and right now it's evolved into the guns and hoses. So it's local cops versus firefighters. Tackle oh, football. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that- I got to tell you, I, I knew I liked you when you got on the call because being a former law enforcement guy, I've played in that game many times. And I'll tell you, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> Had a great time. All right. That's great. So as far as your football experience, what can you tell everybody about the game of football and the experience that you had playing it? And, and basically, what impact did it have on you as a person? And, and what did it bring to your life? I had an amazing coach or two coaches, uh, Ron Lancaster and Max Miller, and it taught me discipline. Um, I've not told these guys personally, everything I've achieved in life is because of them, um, because of discipline, determination to get things done, um, spending 30 years in law enforcement, uh, 15 years as a city councilman, and now five years in the legislature. It's just one of those things where, you know, you're going to get through it and that mental toughness, no matter what situation you're faced with. And uh, I credit both those guys and coaches do make a difference. Love the the coaches make a difference, Mr. Cooper. Um, so true. And, and I think a lot of our audience is called into this work because they're trying to make a difference in the backyard of, uh, you know, the communities that they live in. You know, we, we've been doing this now together for just about a year, um, and it's been a heck of a ride. Uh, it, one of the things I'm curious is, you know, what were your expectations when you decided to author AB1, this, which, which was about a year ago? Um, you know, were, was there anything that, you know, what, how did they, how did the, what were your expectations? And then how did the experience meet, exceed, or alter those expectations? Uh, oh, first of all, I want to thank Joe and Ron. You guys were amazing. And those folks were down here working with my office day in and day out on the phone by email um, to make sure we saved youth tackle football because there are some folks that wanted to get rid of it. And I didn't believe in it. Uh, I played it. My brother played it. Uh, I think it's an essential part for kids growing up in the athletic type events. And we wanted to really maintain it. And I think a lot of folks were uninformed. And with Ron and Joe's help and my staffer, uh, Danny, they did a great job in, in getting this ready and getting the bill through. And they came down here multiple times to testify before committees. So it's not an easy thing to get done, um, but we did. And I'm very proud of it. I, I echo those thoughts as well. Uh, tracking back and forth to Sacramento and working with your, your office was a, a really a special time for, for Joe, myself, and everybody involved. Class Act. I, one thing I wanted to ask you, Simon Cooper, is knowing that this piece of legislation really is groundbreaking, 
What kind of impact do you see the California Youth Football Act having both in the state of California and for that matter on a national level? Well, I think we lead the nation and a lot of folks were worried that this is going to be a ban also. And all it does is codify what high school is doing already. And just kind of the best practices and concussion education, coaching training, injury tracking protocols, and having a medical professional there practices and an independent person that can remove kids. So it's, it's just common sense stuff. And, you know, football is a great sport. It's America's pastime. And we want to make sure we preserve it. And I think this legislation does that. And it's really being preventative. Um, you know, two years ago, we were faced with a bill um, that would have severely restricted um, youth football. And in the end, we've got a good piece of legislation that was really a team effort. This is the Chain Crew Podcast. Steve Famiano, along with Joe Rafter and Ron White. Our special guest today is Assemblyman Jim Cooper from Elk Grove. He is the author of the California Youth Football Act, which is now state law in California and takes effect in 2021. And Mr. Cooper, there, there's a lot of talk about government overreach and that maybe this bill, the government shouldn't have been involved in this. For those that think that this bill is government overreach, what would you say to those individuals who, who say the government shouldn't have anything to do with, with child uh, safety, especially in, in regards to youth sports? Well, I think you do have government overreach sometimes. I'll give you a good example. Um, the state mandated bike helmets, and I don't think that was an overreach. It saved a lot of kids and saved a lot of lives in, from severe head injuries with bicycle helmets. So there are some good laws. You know, sometimes it, it does happen here. And I'll be honest with you, we got blown up on social media during the uh, SB, I'm sorry, AB1 um, campaign because folks thought we were going to do it with high school football and they weren't very well informed. And through, I mean, through Facebook, a lot of blistering commentary. Um, so I think this is a good bill. And really, in, in the space of a vacuum, if we had not done anything, I think we may have got some bad legislation. So I think it's better. We, and we reacted to it, basically. So it's better to be practice, proactive sometimes and get out in front of these things and then let it happen. And there's a lot of information on concussion out there, a lot of good information, a lot of bad information. So we just wanted to make sure it's safe and it's good. And I think it's a great product. And like I said, I, I keep going back to Joe and Ron and thanking those guys for, I mean, they're passionate. They love it. They live it. They breathe it. They're great men. They're great coaches. They're great role models. And that's really what made the difference. When you have folks working with you like that, it makes my job a heck of a lot easier. It, it, it was certainly a great partnership. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the reality is that this would have been the last year for tackle football in California at the youth level if we, didn't, if we did not stand up and oppose that ban bill and put this bill, this new California Football Act in place. Our last seasons of youth tackle football in California would have been this season had we not taken action collectively as a team. Yeah, Joe, that, that's a sobering thought. And, and I love what Assemblyman Cooper said. You know, you referenced passion. You know, I hear this, I hear this now and then that baseball, right? And I'm biased. I'm a football guy. We're football folks on this phone is America's pastime. But football is really America's passion. And with that being said, Assemblyman Cooper, now that Joe had referenced that the bill is going to become effective uh, January of 2021, what type of input or advice could you give the, the football, the youth football community, families, coaches, parents moving forward? And from your view, how do you see that law immediately impacting that community? I think the law makes it safer for our children, number one, first and foremost. 
but also gives coaches training. You can never, never, never have enough training. And really on the part of having that medical professional there and having an independent person there, it brings in a neutral third party to make sure that the kid is taken care of. And that's so important. And one of those things is parents, we've got to be engaged. We're involved. I know parents are very passionate about it. We want to make sure our kids are also safe. You know, um, sometimes things happen. It's just you can never have um, too much, um, you know, safety or or concern for these issues. And I think it, it's a, it creates a balance. It's, it's not heavy-handed. To me, it was very middle-of-the-road, common-sense type approach. And uh, I think parents need to embrace that. And in this day and age, um, if you aren't proactive sometimes, you end up getting something that may not be palatable. And in this case, the option of no youth, no youth football in California was not palatable to me or any other parent I, that I know. Right on. I love that. Um, so, so as we, as we kind of, you know, we emerge out of our legislative process here in California, um, you know, there are others around the country who are stepping into theirs, uh, most notably Massachusetts. Um, Massachusetts has a hearing on a bill to ban youth tackle football under eighth grade set for October 22nd. It's not a voting hearing. It's just a, a public hearing. And, you know, I think, I think the work that, that we've done here collectively um, is being looked at. Actually, I know it is. And, you know, assembly member, I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, what, what would your advice be in that public hearing to your colleagues on the other side of the country in another state, different constituent base, you know, but, but, but still, a, you know, a, 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 a blue state in general, you know, what would your advice be to them who are, you know, those folks who are going into these hearings starting uh, next week. And then I think the, the vote happens in November. Um, what do you have to say? What would you, what would you recommend for those folks as they, they go through that, that process? Get out in front now, educate the members about it, tell them the issues and the concerns. And I think getting out in front makes such a big difference. You want to drive the narrative. Don't let them drive the narrative because the folks in youth football are the experts. I mean, some of them may have played high school football a long time ago, but the current coaches, players, and parents know what's going on. They're at ground level right now. I think you can make a big difference in that because it's don't ban it. We can make it safer in certain ways, and, we, and we're showing that with adults. Who does that benefit? We know the obesity rates are very high right now nationwide, um, a lot of medical issues because kids don't – they're not active. This is one sport that makes our children active. It's a good sport to teach discipline. In this day and age, I think it benefits a lot of people. So I would hate to see this sport go away. We have a lot of kids that participate in it right now. And I think some of the misinformation out there has been hurtful for the sport. So we want to have accurate information. And high school is big, high school sports. And this is mirrors what high school sports do. So to me, it's, it's, a, it's a good compromise. It's a good common sense approach. It's not crazy or wacko. And I'm going to ask you now kind of a, a political process question, because for the three of us guys here in the Alliance, you know, Joe and Ron did spend a lot of time up there uh, in Sacramento. I didn't have the opportunity to get up there too often, but, you know, I was definitely following the process and, and how bills work and how this whole process comes together. As far as the process of uh, getting the bill passed and going through all the committees and everything else and, and working with us in the alliance, um, how does this compare to some of the other bills that you've worked on? To me, honestly, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I thought the process was relatively easy. 
um, and maybe smooth would be a better word. It was a pretty smooth process. Um, and I know all bills aren't that way, but um, can you let us know what your experience was like working on this bill from writing it into getting it passed? Uh, how was that journey for you? Well, let's start the first day of session. So the first day of session in January this year, um, we're at our desk, session ends, and I physically run up to the desk so I can get the first bill of the year, <laughs> AB1, because football was so important. I'm serious. I'm not lying I, I about that. I want video of that. I, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see that. It's I like sure a defensive would. end going in to no, sack the quarterback, right? It was. I was the first member up there, and I wanted to have SB1 because this issue was so important to me, and it was such a part of my life growing up that I wanted to have that number because SB1, I'm sorry, AB1 stands out. So I, I got up there and got it. And then you have hearings. I mean, think about this. You're going through hearings in both houses, and it has to pass in the committees, and then it has to pass on the floor. So here are Ron and Joe testifying before senators and assembly members, talking about the issues and what was important to them and what the bill would do. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of daunting if you've never done it before because you have some of uh, the most powerful people in the state that are running these hearings, and members are voting. So it's not something you take lightly. Uh, not everything passes. So, uh, you know, I was bill-wise, I mean, I, it's my most important bill this year. Absolutely. You know, and hey. I, I was proud to carry it and proud to work with those two. And really for youth football, it's so important. And you look at it, when people watching football, whether it be high school or college or, or pro football, Americans have a passion for that. This is something we can't lose with our kids. We can't lose a generation. I was just going to, I was going to say that the last word I would use is easy to describe the process. <laughs> I kind of laughed when I heard Steve say that I spent a lot of time in those rooms up there and I never quite left there feeling anything was easy. It was nothing so, easy. It was, and I, I will say this though. I mean, as a, you know, as a, I like, I like your phrase political novice, Steve, it, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. I mean, somebody, um, Ron will keep me honest on this, but when we were going through the Senate, uh, committee. One of the members uh, referred to the work we were doing, Assembly Member Cooper, which is, is my favorite quote, favorite thing I've I've been called, favorite thing I was ever called through the process, right? So people call you names, they, they're going to label you. Uh, they said that we were modern democracy in action. We saw somebody trying to move, you know, football out of the state we, you know, a group of us came together, a cross section of our state from, you know, a lot of different diverse backgrounds with passion and content and knowledge. We worked together, we defeated that bill, and then we came back and we, we, we really put pen to paper and we applied our shared intellect, our shared passion, our shared experiences, and we made our state better together. That, that I mean, it was honestly something... Member Cooper, I haven't I haven't even had a chance to speak this candidly with you, but it was a remarkable experience as a Californian and as an American. And and I, I tip my hat to working with you and, and I'm deeply grateful for all the guys and gals in your office. Uh, Roy, Dan, Daniel, you know, just just a, a, um, a remarkable life experience from my view. Yeah, I, I tell you, and what really got me the year before was a rally, the number of folks that turned out at the Capitol here in Sacramento to rally against the bill that would have banned it. Um, that was amazing and heartwarming to see these parents out there, our youth out there, the players out there uh, coming together for, for one good common cause. 
Yeah, and, and we didn't even get into that. The time you spent at the rally before we even went into AB1 is, is certainly much appreciated. And Joe, uh, that was uh, the legislative director out of Shannon Grove's office. And I remember that moment very well. And, you know, this this thing has, has, has sort of crept up on us, but it's been a work in progress. And for me, one of the, one of the most special, if not proudest moments was when we got notice that the governor was going to sign the bill. And immediately I thought, it's going to impact our, impact our backyards. We live here in California. But even beyond that, we now have a roadmap, thanks to you, Assemblyman Cooper, and all the people that work so hard, to hold up for the rest of the country, to show them what like-minded people, when it, when it comes to caring about communities and, and football and all the benefits from playing this sport, can do. And to hold that up as a roadmap for the rest of the country, don't ban it. Let's work together to make it safer, better, because one thing I know for sure, tackle football is uniquely American. I couldn't have said it better, and that's so important. And um, like I said, it was a team effort. That's the great thing about football. It's a team that gets it done, and it was a team effort on, the, on all of our parts. And we got it done, and we have something to be proud of that's going to be a lasting document um, forever, and that others will use in other states. Great way to uh, wrap it up with us, uh, Assemblyman Jim Cooper. We appreciate your time today for joining us here on the Chain Crew Podcast. And I- I'm going to wrap it up here on, on my end and-, and just say not everybody in youth football in California has had a chance to probably call you and thank you. Um, but I'm going to do that for the youth football community across the state of California because there are a lot of appreciative moms dads, coaches, and players across this state that are very thankful that you personally stepped up to take the lead and do this. Uh, We probably can't thank you enough, but I just wanted to pass that along to you because a lot of people have talked to us and said, hey, if you ever get a chance, make sure you thank um, Assemblyman Cooper for doing what he did. So I I just wanted to pass that along to you. I appreciate that. And and my staff are Danny, like I said, and and Joe and Ron, um, they're integral parts and I couldn't have done it without them. So my hat's off to them. All right. Great stuff. Once again, Assemblyman Jim Cooper from Elk Grove, the author of the California Youth Football Act, which is now state law in California and makes youth football a safer and better sport for all the kids across uh, the state of California. Thanks for joining us today on The Chain Crew, Mr. Cooper. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another Chain Crew podcast powered by the California Youth Football Alliance. Make sure to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Plus, stay in touch on their website, cayfa.org.